Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie and television lovers. This week, Saskatchewan teachers have staged several single-day walkouts to raise uh, awareness to some of the truly appalling conditions that they're expected to work in. So we decided to do a show on educators and teachers on film. Yeah, we did. But this is what this is why we don't like them. Yeah, exactly. This is this. We're gonna do a quick hour of why teachers suck. Why they should get back to work. Jeez. Summer's off. Summer's off, babies. Done work at three. Please. Forty kids and no EAs, and are expected to do the work of a social worker and a parent and a teacher. Just put Braveheart on. God. (laughs) Great point, Jeremy. Um, Yeah, but I. But I cannot do it alone. I am joined by the man who makes us all hot for teacher, Jeremy Legui, and our favorite teacher's pet, Sonia Stanger. <gasps> hey, so girlies. True. So real, so true. Actually, I assume you know what I should have done is... Uh, because of the body hair. I should have done like um, an attendance at the beginning. Present. Present. Yeah. Present. Present. Jeremy. Um, <laughs> did you guys, did you guys have teachers? Just kidding. Did you guys have any teacher that has like changed the trajectory of your life? Did anyone affect you? Uh, honestly, I would like to know uh, like seven plus. I mm. think. Oh my God. Yeah. Like when I think, when I think of the hand I was dealt in terms of like, probably from like grade seven, eight onward, maybe six, seven, eight. Of, like, people who, like, encouraged me to get into art and, like, pursue technical art things and, like, theater and improv and just, like, all the, like, all, all the steps to get here. Uh, and I do count, I do count, like, professorial mm-hmm. teachers yeah, in, in that number. as you should. Uh, there is actually, like, an incredible roster of people who have helped me to arrive oh my God. at where I've got. All Jeremy, like, Jeremy's yeah. spirit guides behind you. Oh, man. I like I just got like passed from mentor to mentor, learned learned their secret skill, and then like cast them aside and moved on to the boom moved on to the next. Your but, life is uh, like a no. video game. Well, honestly, but for real, like I don't know, like in terms of the stuff I was into and the things I had access to. Yeah, it's just this like weird Slumdog Millionaire esque wow vibe. Of so like all these pieces I needed. <laughs> uh, I was so lucky. I was incredibly lucky to have access to the people I did when I needed throughout the whole, throughout the whole how, 47 years or however long I was in school. I honestly did not uh, expect this answer, but I'd love to hear it. Oh man. Yeah, no, I, I like, I think like I, I was, I was thinking back a bit because of the show, but I had thought of it previous, but just like, the list of educators who I would absolutely consider top tier and maybe it's just top tier for me. Like, like maybe it just, it just jived, but uh, like one or two, one or two a year, my whole wow. like after grade six. Yeah. is absolutely wild. I don't even know how that's possible. Oh my God. Moose you have come up in my books now. You were down, Mo- yeah. you were down there, but now you're up. Moose jaw than you of our man. It just, it just, it just hit. It just hit the way it ought to. Sonia. Well, I mean that's a tough act to follow. It's I, I wouldn't it really say is. <laughs> mine's quite as effusive as Jer's. 
Um, I definitely did get very lucky and have quite a few, you know, really great teachers who each kind of, you know, did something to to push me in the direction of my life or to like shape me in some way. Um, yeah, like I think of like the, my English 100 prof who said like, you should consider majoring in this when I had no idea what to major in. And like, even though my life's path has been a winding one since then, like, I'm really happy that I did that English degree. Um, even though I'm not, you know, literally using it at this moment. Um, and then well, actually, literally, I think you're you literally using it. Yeah. In terms of your literature <laughs> that you're publishing, I think you are. I, well, I guess actually. <laughs> How many semicolons are you using? Actually, at this point, it's a whole colon. Okay. Yeah, I love a semicolon. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what um, I thought. That's what I thought. All right. Fair, fair, fair. Um, and then not to get too heavy, but actually one of my, like one of these teachers who really meant a lot to me, um, who I ended up having for like three years of, a, in a row in elementary school, just cause of staffing stuff, um, recently mm-hmm. died very unexpectedly, oh. mm-hmm. um, which is really sad. And so, yeah, so I had been reflecting on like what a great teacher she was. She kind of really struck, um, that balance of like, has high expectations and is uh, like direct about them and doesn't sugarcoat things, but then is also very kind and warm and like nurtures you in all of those ways. Um, Um, So, yeah. And then, you know, also the other way, I think, and, and for me, luckily uh, it's a much smaller number, but I think of like my grade one teacher who was so, so mean and who I think like really, ignited the spark of my little people pleaser self like I she was so mean I literally went every day after school and would try and give her a hug because I didn't (laughs) want her to be mad at me so you know oh no teachers have a lot of power in our lives and that's why it's really important that we fund their work and give them the resources they need so there are fewer of those bad ones Oh my God, my stomach turned to ice when you said that. That's so right? sad. And it's like, why are you a grade one teacher if you if you don't like small children? But anyway. G- get out of the game. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, you know, as the story of most queer kids had a great relationship with my English teacher. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they really um, encouraged me to be a great writer uh, and also, I, when I was in elementary school, I had also a teacher that spotted that I was reading like you wouldn't believe and really just like gave me, a, framed a lot of challenges for me specifically because everyone else was reading like nothing. But I would have like, because we had this challenge where it was like, you read a book and you put a sticker in the gumball machine. It's like a little paper gumball machine. And it's like, oh, your gumball machine's filling up. And my gumball machine was uh packed it was loaded <laughs> and and i was like dunking on the other kids and so she like she sort of just had a secret list of i would just like write the books down that i was reading and so then it was a gigantic list but it didn't look like i was like she's like how about we do every for every 10 book we put up a, a bubble and then i was like it's our secret um <laughs> so yeah Maybe i had these other kids look bad yeah i have mixed oh, feelings yeah. about that but <laughs> if it worked out well, pretty good <laughs> I know I you have to you have to realize that when I was a kid I was uh the worst child you've ever met I would I like mean, game recognized game in that regard 
<laughs> like if I was an adult, I would be like, I'm going to throw you out a window. I, you're so cheeky and trying to be smarter than me. And I hate you. <laughs> but, you know, um, as as an adult, I've really got my come up in. So it's OK. Uh, sinister Sean. Yeah. So sinister. Um, OK. Did you guys ever want to be an educator or if you are an educator, did, did you see yourself in this role? Okay, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna railroad this discussion. So first and foremost, no. can we stay on track, I never, Jeremy? I, please. I I never thought I would do this, and I don't I don't know what happened. I don't know how I got to where I got, mm-hmm. and it kind of freaks me out. Uh, anyway, I would like to I would like to draw a line, if I may. Sure. Uh, between what I am and what the subject of this show is about, because I don't think it's the same thing. Interesting. Say more. And I don't, and I don't know if that's crazy. Uh, but as as we are all aware, wife of the show is a, a highly skilled teacher of kindergarten children. Bless her. Uh, which is a thing, yeah, that I could never, I wouldn't even want to do. <laughs> like I've I've volunteered a couple times, and that freaked me out enough. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> just because you're scared but, of using that little toilet, or. Oh my God! Yes, Sean, Sean, I, it's not even a, it's not even a joke. It is it is daunting. It is it is actually daunting. And some sometimes space adult toilets behind a locked door, and you've got to do what you got to do. So it's like that game where you have to drop the clothespin into like the mason jar. It's yeah. It's, just, it's like it's like hard that. mode in a video game where they just make the target smaller. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, anyway, I, I think, so technically speaking, technically I am an instructor. Mm -hmm. Mm. So, 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 so the distinction I have, which I hope y'all will agree with, I don't know if you'll buy it or not, uh, is that I am good at a lot of things and I'm good at them and I can explain them well to other people. Okay. Right. That's important. Right. Whereas wife of the show could get something that she doesn't necessarily know well, do some work, and then teach that to someone else, which is a thing I don't think I could do. Mm. Right. Does that make, you know, like, so for example, I think that Sanj could explain quite a bit of psychology to me, and I would understand what she's saying because she's got a good grasp of it. Mm-hmm. However, if I was like, what are the different pitches in softball or ba- or baseball, Sanj and I would have a lot of work before before us to try and get through that content. Well, then you'd have to tag, uh, tag me in, and, yeah. and I show are you, you I, I show you my knuckleball, my spitball. You know, already more than I know. <laughs> already helping with my analogy. <laughs> uh, anyway, I didn't think I, like I never planned. I didn't plan to do this. I think well, those listen. are the best the best educators, honestly. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not here to like shoot down this distinction that you're drawing jerry but i don't know like i think what you described is not that different from say like a university professor who almost certainly has no education in education and how to actually mm-hmm. teach but is just an expert on their subject matter and mm-hmm. if i ever transitioned to that role i would i would switch my feelings to the same hmm. yeah and like i think we could be talking about them in this episode so i don't know i, I don't. yeah we will yeah um but yeah interesting because i do feel like you have a a, a not a like teacher energy per se but uh like teaching people about stuff energy let's say 
And those I, are. I think it might. I I've described it in the classroom as kind mansplaining. Mm. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> that's what I feel like I do. A kind man. And yeah. Yeah. A, a kind man explained. I feel like there's less assume, assuming that other people don't know things, but I don't know. Um, to answer your question, Sean, no, mm-hmm. I would never have said that I would be in like a, yeah, an educator role. Partly that probably has to do with my own lack of self-confidence for much of my life, which mm. was wrong. And we're growing away from that. Um mm-hmm. Because I am a writing tutor now and have been for several years as I've been back in school. And I'm happy to say I'm quite good at that. Um, And, you know, I'm training to be a counselor and it's different, but there is a kind of like educational element to that, I think. Like psychoeducation has a place in that. And it's a similar thing of like kind of walking with people as they're learning new stuff. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. It's I think it's interesting, like what kind of how we formulate these ideas about what it would be like to be in certain roles and what kind of people will be good at certain roles mm-hmm. and sometimes sometimes i think we story. i think we all know the the girly that ever since they were like 10 years old and is like kind of responsible people just tell them like you're gonna be a teacher you should be a teacher and then they're like great idea and then they go into teaching and then after like a year they or like they see children and they're like Ooh, I hate this. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then they're in there. Then they're in the mix. Then you're in. Whereas honestly, I, teachers that are people that have lived a life or like done some like a degree and then are like, you know, I'm not happy here with this. Maybe I should like teach. I feel like some of those in their in their second life perhaps are kind of like mm-hmm. I don't know why I trust them more. I'm like, I feel like you thought about it and you're like, I actually would love to to teach as opposed to being like this is the situation i find myself in well as opposed to being like 22 and you're like went straight from high school to university got your ed degree and then went straight to teaching and it's like i'm not saying those people can't be good teachers i know lots of people who did that and are um but that's a steep curve when you have barely lived life like that's tough You've never even got the dry erase marker off your hands, ma'am. It's, it's totally true. It's like the substitute who comes in who's kind of unwieldy and just tells you about the things they've been burnt by before. Ooh. And you're like, like, sir, we're in English class. Like, is this, you know, oh, what does this have to do with math? The, and it's just like, this is about the, life, here's the, actually. Here's the problem with going down the road at 45. Uh, and then he just like lays into that whole, whole thing. Now, I didn't know if you were talking about actually literally driving a car or sort of metaphorically yeah, going no, down no, the road no, at 45. Yeah, no, they go on those, okay. they go on those tangents. Because yeah. I think we're all facing down, going down the road at 45 <laughs> soon here. Um, I also, I'm like, I would never be a good teacher. That'd be so bad. Even if I like have to train people like at various jobs, I'm like so bad at it. I will just... I just kind of want to do it myself. I mm. I don't know how to explain or like what, how I, it sounds just so weird to be like, uh, do that and then do that. And I don't know. I feel bossy. Yeah. Something I'm working on too. Personal to growth. To boss people around. Personal growth. Look at us go. Um, what are some tropes of teachers on film? What are some of your some- faves? Because teachers be acting wild on, on film and television. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yes. 
Very much so. There's not a lot of good programs about just a normal teacher doing normal things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like putting in the work, doing their lesson plans. Yeah. Living, living day by day. Uh, I just have a note here that says, white person mm. with trauma saves ethnic youths. Yes. <laughs> I think that that covers a good 70% of the content out there. It's a gap. Yeah. Or they're sleeping with a student. And it and it and it is a major plot point. <laughs> True. That does happen. Yes, of course. That probably covers uh, the bulk of them. That's the bulk of, of films, yeah. <laughs> which is which is well, rude to teach to, to the to actual teachers of the world. <laughs> I feel that doesn't we capture are... We are not slinging any accusations to any of our teachers that are listening, of Mm -hmm. course. (laughs) Um, But I do think that the kind of key thing depicted in, I think, all of these is these, like, really incredible moments that do seem to happen hourly. You know, like, like, it's just like, I get that we're watching a movie and we only want to see the highlights and, you know, we don't want to just see regular class time because that's boring. But uh, it does just make it seem like a miracle worker. Oh, that's one I should have put down. Uh, a miracle worker situation, you know, where it is just like yeah. day after day of like toil, super big successes in whatever regard uh, they're trying to overcome. Well, I mean, I think TBH, Jerry, you're you're overlooking the first act of these movies, which is oh, what re- which in is what regard? White savior <laughs> what first teacher. <laughs> White savior teacher struggles to reach the, at the end. Youth. Under yeah, under out of what am I trying to say? At the end of their rope, that's what I'm meaning. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean to be fair, they're also not always white, but they mostly are. But like you have an occasional Denzel, you have a you have a Whoopi True. in Sister what's Act. What's the uh, What's the one from like the sixty to Sir with Love? Uh, oh yeah, with um. With Sydney Poitier, uh, Sydney Poitier, yes, and yeah, uh, really a ragtag group of like poor white kids, which is a fun. Go in the other direction, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like it's a it's a like no one can get through to these kids. Like all the previous teachers have quit; they haven't been able to have anyone stay on. And then this one teacher with partic- a particular set of baggage yes. that enables mm-hmm. them to succeed, you know, comes in and is like, well, actually, if you think about it, Shakespeare is rap and then turns their chair backwards and then, and then the so kids are into well it. So true. Yeah. Or, or just like a student approaches uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and she does a karate move that's definitely not a real karate move. And then make some mark about being a marine in an accent that goes and comes whenever it wants to. Wait, what specific <laughs> film are you? Yeah, I didn't watch this one, but I thought about it. <laughs> what is it? Is it Dangerous Dangerous Minds? Yeah, that's, I think it's that's called. What it is. Uh, I didn't watch it this week, but I did watch it in the past, and I just remember thinking, like, like I was a kid, and I noticed her accent was bad. Like you, you know, like that was, and it's just crazy. Like it's. It's just this idea of like mad libbing a thing. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay, how does she earn their respect? Well, through physical physical contact this time because of this part of her background. You know, like we like we just build it 
through the model. Michelle does karate. She's a Marine. <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> Makes no, she teaches them karate moves. She, they make fun of her on the first day. So the next day she comes with a leather jacket. Oh, and then they'll, t- you're <laughs> thinking, you're like, thinking of Greece too. <laughs> <laughs> same movie. Same movie. Yeah. No, they just, they just shot this on the back end. Of Greece. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's wild. It's wild. Now I'm honestly extremely interested in watching this the, film. I, I rewatched the I rewatched the trailer, and it opens with Gangsters Paradise, and it's just so completely wow. it it is it is a white man's imaginary version. It's like of inner city, what, yeah. It, of what that's like, that he's like read in the New York Times, and just like his version of the West, you know. Just like a crazy, not real situation. This reminds me of Sister Act 2, where uh, for plot reasons, for story reasons, Whoopi just becomes a teacher. Uh, <laughs> because they, <laughs> for no, like, oh, we need a, we think it'd be a fun idea to have a teacher. So she's a teacher. Um, and yep. yeah, she gets her buns glued to a, to a chair. And that school is... It, they're unruly, they're wild. And then she really whips them into shape by finding out that they all are extremely beautifully classically trained singers <laughs> and when you look past it all. And by so, golly, do they become one heck of a show choir. Oh, and once you get Cheryl Lee Ralph to give uh, her permission to go to the festival, Lauren then, Hill. Then, it's, then it's on. Is that is that regionals? Is that where they go? Um, they go to regionals. I think they believe. I believe they do go to regionals. <laughs> it might even be. It might. Be, it might even be like state, but I can't remember. Oh, oh yeah, you got to regionals state. before you got to go to. Because I think no, because I think they do. I think they succeed at regionals, and then there's the crisis. Because Jeremy, mm. uh, if they win, they can win enough money to save the school. <laughs> of course, that's what. Mi- that's what Mr. Shu told them, right? Oh, it's very, don't, it is pre-glee for sure. Don't summon him here, Jer. He's not welcome here. <laughs> um, uh, the only other thing I was going to say is, um, and this is like the Dead Poets Society of it all, mm-hmm. is um, mm-hmm. uh, unorthodox method wielding yes. new teacher comes in to give the kids a sense of mm. what really matters that they're to, living in a box yeah yeah to kind of yeah. like free them from their like existential prison that they're in which yeah. you'll throw the textbook out the window <laughs> they'll Very. throw the textbook out the window moment which yeah. i don't actually disagree with i do actually think there it there is merit to having teachers in your life who are focused on more than just your academic success and that um, this is not against teachers and I want to be so clear to say that because this episode is in solidarity with teachers but I do think our current school system is somewhat broken in that it's not actually about discovering what is meaningful to you about being alive and helping you to get there anyway yeah this is um, same vein of like Mona Lisa smile which is the uh, Dead Poet Society for Girls, um, which (laughs) we can, maybe we'll like get back to later, but uh, you know, that is very that, like being unorthodox and like 
um, stepping outside the box. Mm-hmm. And Kirsten Dunst gets to play a real juicy role. Oh, she's so good. <laughs> she gets to go from uh, real baddie to goodie, and I love it. Well, there you go. Uh, I will also say in terms of sort of tropiness that there is in a lot of places and actually like a a really fun kind of space for like teachers to be like this comic relief or like stern character. Mm. You know, like if you think of like the Ferris Bueller of it all, Mm. uh, you know, you've got uh, Mr. Rooney, who I can't even remember the actor's name was the principal who's just chasing him all day. And it's crazy and like it's this totally wild thing. But uh, I think I've talked about it on the show. It's one of my favorite moments in comedy where he's running down the hall. But whenever he passes the door of a classroom, he, he walks. stops and like, yeah. walks with authority. And it's so it's so clever. Uh, and then uh, Ben Stein is also, Bueller. of course, has the famous Bueller, yeah. you know. Um, and like that's that's a nothing part that has just become something so, so much more. Uh, but uh, I also think kind of I don't know the character's name, but Tim Meadows in Mean Girls, he's the principal. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, right, but like he's just like doing so much, and it is just kind of like this like position of quote unquote authority over the fun thing that's happening, and he's just doing his best to kind of rein stuff in. Um, but there is a lot of like really good sort of extremes for the teacher you know trench bowl all, mm. all all sorts of like crazy things you can do i think when i was a kid i was extremely disturbed by the fact that teachers could hold grudges and like be uh not impartial <laughs> and be having their own inner life and could maybe use their um could use their judgment in against you i think that really yeah. shocked me i'm like but they have a set of rules they have to follow. We live do, in a society. Mm-hmm. Do, do you guys remember learning that teachers don't live at school? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like early grade two, you like see your teacher out in the world and you're like, what's, no, what's happening? Why are you getting food? What, what What's going on? Do you know uh, the concept of the teacher's lounge? Like yeah. where te- it was a place to drink where teachers could go because... It was really unseemly to be seen, like, if a parent saw you out, like, drinking. Isn't that so kooky? Oh. <laughs> you just have to, all, you could only go to, like, a bar with, like, other teachers. Yeah. The, uh, the U of R's, uh, what do they call it? The, I can't remember. It closed, is the club. The it club. closed just a few years ago. It closed? Uh, it did, yeah. It was, pe- people were, apparently it's socially acceptable to now go out and drink in public so they were they started to do that not but, to me uh, for quite for quite some time it was the place to go for that very reason sean and jeremy uh, you could have it, maybe snuck in there i i, I have gone I, I went many a time oh uh well yeah how <laughs> it's not a it was, how great uh, for you i guess it was, it was it was okay it was cool i know but uh yeah it was you had to be a member and so it wouldn't get weird when students showed up brushing shoulders with I, the president and and all yeah, as I attended as a student, it got weird a couple times. Mm. So, that's so funny. Yeah, it's wild. Well, I think we should think about Jeremy's experience at the club. Uh, we want you to go sit in a corner and clap some erasers because we'll be right back on spoiler alert on ninety-one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. 
And we're back on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We'll be back talking teachers on film after we play a little game, lovingly called The Game. It's game time, people. For those who don't know, uh, The Game is where I spend a fair amount of time this week uh, looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, are you guys ready to play the game? I think yeah. so. Okay. Um, well, let's see what happens. Oh. Let's see what happens. I There's a chance that you both have seen this. <gasps> uh, and there's also a chance... Well, we'll, we'll play. We'll play. Let's, let's uh, this week's title is The Wrong Clark Story. That title again, The Wrong Clark Story. The Wrong Clark <laughs> Story. Ron Clark. Story. Oh, Ron. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It <laughs> really sounded like you were saying wrong. It oh, really that's did. Fair. That's yeah. Uh, to be to be clear, this is not my friend Matthew's dad, Ron, who lives in Moose Jaw, uh, but in fact a different Ron Clark. So just cross that part off in case you were going to talk about uh, Ron Clark. Are you telling works. me that a man named Ron Clark lives in Moose Jaw? Yeah. You have I'm got shocked. to be pulling my leg. <laughs> yeah, I was literally thinking, I was like, why does that name sound familiar? And then I said to myself, well, probably because it's two of the most generic names you could have. It's one of the it's, only it's, five it's, names in the world. <laughs> it's the John Smith of Western Canada, yeah. I'm sure. Other uh, than anyway. John Smith. <laughs> okay, okay. The It's just the Ron yeah. Clark story? Yep, that's what it's called. Man, okay, Sean, you got I really had already kind of built something about the wrong Clark. <laughs> <laughs> that one was the, like a Lois and low lo, Lois. Wait, Lewis and Clark expedition, but <laughs> sure, but it Lois was like Brad. a di- actually, but it was like a actually, different duo. <laughs> act, well, actually, Matthew Perry starred in a Lewis and Clark expedition esque film with Chris Farley called Almost Heroes. Okay, was right? that a hint? Well, the circle. No. No, this is different, unfortunately. <laughs> is that, Sadly. Is that a hint that Matthew Perry's in this one, though? Yeah, I guess it was. Okay. <laughs> got him. Oh, oh, got him. Oh, Deductive sorry. reasoning, him. anyone? Circle gets the square. Circle gets the square. Sorry, you got him with that one. Okay. So no, I think. He's just looking right at me. He's just looking right at me. <laughs> I think that it is about a man, a teacher named Ron Clark, played by you know who. And, oh, there it is. Um, and he, okay. Well, he, I think that he gets a job, and in an inner city, and he is like, uh, yeah, like a, a real wanting to make a difference type of person. He gets immediately, uh, you know, put down to size. A kid shaves his head. Uh, he, you know his food is always eaten every day or whatever, but he just keeps chipping away at these, at these ragamuffin kids and eventually gets through to them and he leads them, uh, into a, um, I think maybe they show, they show a skill. The class shows a skill for like woodworking or something. And Mm -hmm. so he leads them all in this like, uh, extremely, um, competitive woodworking competition and um, they get pretty, they don't win, but they do really good. And everyone's like, wow, this inner city team uh, did re- did such great carpentry in this competition. <laughs> such uh, good woodworking. Such good work, woodworking. Okay. 
and wow, he's thank you, thank you, he, he becomes like a legend and uh yeah oh and then we cut 30 years in the future or whatever and he's an old man and he's sort of recounting this and he's like okay that was good yeah anyway okay thank you sorry thank you, just so, just quickly sorry what's he like he's like yeah, we're good i'm a good teacher <laughs> Perfect. did a good old job <laughs> okay there we go okay song okay the ron clark story so obviously ron clark is a teacher yeah. played by yeah. matthew berry and our boy yeah um okay so i think he is he runs like a a very well regarded uh drama program at mm. his like you know just like pretty well-funded middle-class like middle-class neighborhood school and Mm -hmm. you know he's 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 comfortable he has his routine of like every all the kids really want to be in the like fall and spring productions he's he's happy where he is and then um a a snap election happens in his district and they cut funding to the arts and the principal take, brings him into his office and he's like, Ron, I'm sorry. We're going to have to cut the drama program. It's going to um. have to be bare bones. You're going to have to teach math. And Ooh. so he goes through a crisis of faith. <laughs> he's like half-heartedly trying to teach math. And then one day, this random like email appears in his inbox looking for teachers to start up this like experimental school. Like a like a mm-hmm. Montessori kind of school, mm, and he's yeah. gonna dismiss it, but he realizes like he's so miserable. His wife has left him. <laughs> That's no. just part of. He needs he needs motivation to do it, and the pay at this new school is gonna be really good, and so then nice. it's this like fish out of water story of Ron trying to set up a like traditional drama program at this like out there hippy dippy experimental school where they're like no we want you to focus on like social emotional drama play and he and he convinces them to do a musical and they do and it's a huge success okay and that's fine. the ron, ron clark story uh, okay thank you thank you um i honestly it might be low-hanging for today and that might be the case i think it's a half point each <gasps> wow. uh, for for different parts. Like if you guys combine that in the right way, you almost have the whole thing. Uh, maybe if I hadn't given you Matthew Perry, you wouldn't have gotten there. I don't know. <laughs> he, but was the, he was that, the key. That, when you get when you hear case. Matthew Perry, you get Matthew Perry, you know? Yeah, you just you, you know it. Um, it. It's also known apparently as the triumph. And I was debating about which title to give you the whole time. I like the Ron uh, Clark story better. Maybe. Uh, oddly, though, I do think it's funny that, like, it is about the students, but it's called the Ron Clark story, <laughs> and he's the main character, even though, like, it's about him teaching all these youths. Uh, it is so core to the, the narrative. Like, this is the most white savior ethnic youth thing there could be. It's a made-for-TV movie from TNT. Uh, it does star a cocaine-addled Matthew Perry. Now, uh, hot in, off of like friends. in in the film or in real life? Uh, he's in real life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't know what they were giving him for in the film. You know. 
yeah, he his principal is played by Ernie Hudson, uh, and I get like Ron Clark. I guess is actually now a public speaker who talks about like what he was able to do and everything. Sanj, you had a lot of it right, but instead of drama, it was about standardized tests. Ugh, mm. yeah. And his implementation of those in the classroom. Uh, anyway. Uh, it's kind of a weird movie. Matthew Perry's like kind of charming. Like he can just like be charming oh, yeah. sometimes. Uh, I've watched this before. The one thing I did note is that the kids do look like the age that they're supposed to play. And it's just Ooh. kind of weird. That is weird. Uh, overall, it's kind of just sad and low budget. And okay. just to clarify, it's a positive story about him implementing standardized testing. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, mm-hmm. that yeah. sounds yeah. good Sonia to me. Has, I uh, love standardized Sonia testing. Sonia has quibbles. Yeah. The, the, the basic of the, the narrative is that, like, it's such an underfunded school. They've kind of given up on the kids. And he has, like, figured out how to make that content engaging and then prepare them to write the tests, mm. which he is told not to do again and again. And then the students are just able to challenge it and, or, like, are able to do good. And then there's kind of an angle, if I'm not mistaken, about, like, the budget getting cut again if they score low. You know, like, that. Mm. it happens again and again. Um, but I do think... How often you, How often do you think schools are changed by uh, a last-minute Hail Mary by a, a gra- by a class of children? It I seemingly mean, happens all the time. Every day. Every single day. It day. happens every school yeah. year. 300 students go to this school, and if these 14 don't do well... If they don't win it's, regionals... It's slash states it's done it's over school's it's over. over uh you guys thank you for playing the game thank, thank you, you. Uh, what a journey and they're half a point each oh, that's so good to hear that is i, I don't feel... exactly know how you I, are due i got you are mine due. but no, well, i couldn't well, i couldn't begin to tell you how many points we each have but gosh i love getting one <laughs> god you, god you want them you'll love to see it slowly climb okay um, let's get back to teachers on film and television. What did you guys watch this week? Um, or, well, I, know. I watched what I think you, you would probably call a negative example vis-a-vis <laughs> well, they are the best. mentorship. They're the best um, ones to watch. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think if you were a teacher, start with this and don't do what J.K. Simmons does because I watched mm-hmm. 2014's whiplash um Mm -hmm. wherein miles teller plays a profoundly driven one could even say obsessed um jazz drummer at this like very intense music conservatory who is very obsessed with uh this idea that like no one will remember you after you die unless you kind of reach Uh, excellence in your field like this idea of like you have to be great to make your life mean something unfortunately that leads him into the path of J.K. Simmons, Terrence Fletcher who is um, a frankly deranged and abusive uh, teacher at said conservatory who runs the like um, there's like all these different bands you can kind of audition to get into in the school and he runs the like absolute best one um and it's i mean it's a it's an excellent movie that's not a hot take i think like your average film bro would uh would say so um 
But yeah, it's this very like very tense, very stressful kind of like at times very atmospheric film where it just kind of like fades in and out of scenes and you sort of just see these little moments in um in Miles' life as he's like trying to win the approval of this teacher. Um but in oh, terms of the Miles. teaching itself, I mean We've got screaming. We've got slurs of every variety. We've got throwing symbols and chairs at students. We've got. So, do you agree like, with this pedagogy or no? This I would say <laughs> negative pedagogy. I've, I've I've been advised against. Yeah. Uh, in my personal yeah, my personal life. Even just I think when, from a legal standpoint. When they <laughs> when they said teach about symbolism, they didn't mean this. They Whoa. Well, and, like, it's, a, it's this particularly awful thing where he, like, he really, like, manipulates them. So he'll kind of, he'll kind of, like, gas them up one minute and make, you know, make the students feel like he really believes in them and then turn on a dime. And I think the, like, kind of underlying thing of it all is that he is not actually really investing in the students and their well-being and their growth. He's, he kind of as this like mirror to Miles Teller's character is obsessed with the idea of being the mentor who like discovered and cultivated a great musician. Mm. Like he, there's this kind of recurring theme about like Charlie Parker um, and about how like he did, he only became Charlie Parker when this guy, something Jones, like threw a symbol at his head. And then he did that like motivated him to become the greatest sax I think player of all time um so yeah oh man it's a good one but it was a lot well and both both of well I think everyone does a good job Mm. I can't even remember who plays the love interest in that at all in this Melissa Benoit Uh, is her name okay um but uh everyone does really bring it and I do think that like there is kind of an intimacy to the way that they like captured them and i it's it's almost like a sports movie yeah. in a way right like like it almost like takes that vibe of like oh we're going to show this thing that's like really hard and we're going to kind of like zone in on it and show the like aches and pains of it or how jk is freaking out in this moment or you know forcing them to freak out um but uh it was have you ever seen the short mm. I don't think so. Like a short film of this? Or yeah, it's so called- that's how oh, Whiplash no. started, yeah. Yeah, it was totally like, a, uh, I, I was watching a thing a while ago, and uh, he just, J.K. Simmons just really loved the script. Like, he just thought it, the short was really good. So then they filmed it, and they got like, I think he got like 300, everyone got $300 or something. Wow. Uh, and then they were like, if we made it longer, would anyone be interested? Everyone said yes, and then they like, Use the short to fund the, like oh, neat. to shop around, to, yeah, to film the long. I'm pretty sure that was Whiplash. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of like a crazy, like almost. Well, it is like an art film. I yeah, think. I would say so. Right, but also like if like if you just swapped it out for sports, it would also have fit. I feel. It's yeah. so funny because I think. Like, I love J.K. Simmons, and he seems like such yeah. a nice man. I don't know if I want to he see does. him in this light. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough. He really goes there. And, like, he's incredible yeah. in it. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I think part of it is like it's it's based on the director Damien Chazelle's personal experience being a jazz drummer at a music conservatory with a really abusive mentor. Um, so there, like I don't know, it has this sense of like real intensity to it and it's really interesting Mm -hmm. too i think like how people read it and react to it like i was just looking i just went and watched some like commentary video on youtube and then was like looking at the comments and like the ending in particular is quite divisive in terms of how people feel and what people feel it means and like i think it could be read as quite triumphant i read it as quite like tragic and um kind of anyway i won't spoil it exactly but um yeah like i think it's it's one of those interesting works where how people read it also says a lot about them that's interesting oh damn because i you might not know that i won provincials in volleyball in my grade 12 year and also bronze in my 11th year and we had a really intense volleyball coach a very jk simmonsy man and uh it, I, we did not think it was uh, strange to be screamed at by a 30-year-old like in front of an entire uh, gym of people. But um, people would come up to us and be like, you guys got to quit. Or like, you're, you're <laughs> doing okay. But yeah. So interesting. That w- I feel like I would be interested to watch that. Yeah. Mm. And see where I fall on your... Uh, abuse checklist or whatever you uh however people can react to it yeah it's like a jeremy it's yes the rorschach it's true jeremy what did you watch what would you like Uh, to bring up i'm I'm gonna highlight two things very quickly and then talk about uh, a favorite teacher of mine uh Mm. so first and foremost uh we conceived this episode and i immediately watched the key and peel sketch starring (laughs) mr garvey uh, which is one of the funniest jokes that's ever been had. Uh, and so it's just uh, Keegan Michael Key playing. He's kind of, he always kind of has this coach character that he's done since Mad TV, is mm-hmm. Coach Hines in Mad TV. I enjoyed it then. I enjoy it now. Mm-hmm. I'll always enjoy it. But it's just him mispronouncing white kids' names the way that people perceive that other urban names would be mispronounced. Uh, and it's just so funny. It's just so clever. It is so really good. funny. <laughs> and I think that sketch will stand the test of time, honest, honestly, as just one of the greats. Uh, I also... Oh. Well, I was going to say that Key and Peel has another name sketch where they just are like football players and they just yeah. over and yeah. over just like say a weird name and where they play football in like a funny voice or a weird wig and they just, <laughs> it just is so like silly of a concept, but is really funny. <laughs> yeah, and they crush it. They abs. It's just the two of them too. It doesn't get old. It just like <laughs> it hits the right notes. Yeah, and I do wonder how much of that they write and how much of it they just like go back and forth and then yeah. stitch together after. I don't. I don't. It. You're correct. It's amazing. Um, there is a show called Vice Principals. Have you ever seen this show? Mm-mm. No. Uh, it's it's kind of older and it stars Danny McBride and Walden Goggins. What's that uh, name? Sorry, Wal- Walden Goggins. Walton okay. Goggins. Isn't it Walton or Wal- Walden? I thought it was Walden. I thought it was I thought it was a T, but it doesn't matter. Is this it's the new Robert Defense I, Against the Dark Arts de- teacher? <laughs> it definitely it definitely could be. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, I'm Googling it because now I'm curious. I just confidently wrote it and I don't even know. Well, there's uh, a, there's a anyway. podcast that I listen to and they have this bit about like, Walton Goggins has a vodka. Walton Goggins has a vodka. <laughs> that's all I can hear in my head as we're saying. It is Walton. It is. Okay. It is. I, I was totally wrong. Anyway, um, they play vice principals at this school and both of them really want to be the principal and they kind of hate each other. Mm. But at the start of the show, they decide to unite. Nice. To do, to take out the principal. And they do the craziest, most unethical stuff. And then they turn on each other and it goes back and forth. And they are so funny. You got, it just absolutely destroys me. And every single time it, it's so good. It, there's two seasons of it only. Uh, they kind of take that energy to the Righteous Gemstones, uh, where mm. uh, Walton Goggins plays uh, Uncle, Uncle Baby Billy, which might be <laughs> one of the best characters of all time. And I, if you haven't been exposed to that, who doggy, you guys. Uh, anyway, um, the thing, the, the teacher I actually want to talk about uh, is one uh, Mr. White, uh, Mr. Walter White Uh-oh. from Breaking mm. Bad. Uh, you guys, it's just so good. I might rewatch it now. Like I, I've never heard anyone started, say that before. Yeah, I, like it's it's. I I I watched it when it came out, and then I was like, oh, I'll watch a few episodes because he's like teaching early on, and then you don't really see it after. Does but, he continue um, to teach throughout the series? I've never watched. Yeah, he teaches the whole time. He's he's always going to school and That's dealing so drugs. Stressful. And, it's it's great. Oh my yeah. Have you guys seen Breaking Bad? <laughs> Only no, like half, even though half I just of the first up. season because I was it made me too upset. Oh gosh, you guys. I like I don't know how something that can make me like I'm just so worried about all the stuff I know is coming. Mm-hmm. And like they it happened from the start, but it's just so good. It's so well done, it's so well thought out, you know, it's so well made. Um but it's just so good, and Brian Cranston is a force of nature, and it's just crazy. It's just crazy, uh, and I like it a lot. Okay, <laughs> and now I have to give it a bunch of hours. Yes, you have to put in your Happy. your blood. Gotta get my time. Gotta get my time. Um, I want to talk a little bit about two very bad teachers, very naughty teachers, and that is oh. notes on a scandal. Um, imagine a greater duo than Dench and Blanchett. What a, what a, a duo. What a, a starring wit on wit type of gals. Um, yeah, it's just a very dark, brilliant film about uh, these two teachers that work together. One starts having an affair with a young student and Judy Dench finds out. But Judy Dench has her own little secrets because she has a crush on Kate Blanchett, who is named Sheba, which is the best name. And Judy Dench starts playing her own little de- devilish games, her blackmails, her manipulations. Uh, and they eventually it explodes into like, uh, you know, I guess you'll you don't know how it explodes. These women are so good, but it all falls apart uh, in a creepy, crazy way. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's very the same vibes as like, I was getting this from May, December. 
Ooh. Uh, maybe I just like, I don't know why. I'm like, I like seeing women that are just so complicated and evil, but like vulnerable and complex and horrible, but well, misunderstood. Sean, I, I think you're the only gay man on earth who feels that way. I think you're right. <laughs> How unique of you. I was just was like, why why uh <laughs> why does this same sort of plot uh keep coming keep coming up? But it's because it's juicy, gotta say. Dark mother, um, we love it. Dark mother, it's so dark mother. <laughs> um, anything else that you guys want to speak on? Did you say you had Did two? You watch- oh, I guess those are those were the two naughty teachers. They were the two naughty mm-hmm. teachers together in one. Yeah. Mm. Okay, well, it feels like, I mean, it feels like an oversight to not at least touch on Abbott Elementary. Um, oh, yeah. Which is, I think, like, obviously, I'm not speaking from firsthand experience. To me, I feel that it captures maybe more realer things about being a teacher than than lots of other things. Um, or at least yeah. that's, like, sprinkled in there. And they have they have every tro- every little teacher trope, like they have bad teacher by the incredible Janelle James, she's so funny. Oh, she's as incredible. Ava. Um, <laughs> there's like I there's a clip of when Janine is like telling them that she's only dated one person like her whole life, and the way that um uh, Ava reacts to it is the like funniest clip ever. <laughs> Basically, everything Ava does is the funniest clip ever. It's my favorite. Every time she pops up on the screen, she's in. And Shirley and Ralph, like, who I talked I about earlier, even. And she, yeah. Even yeah, the like, dynamic uh, of like her as the like seasoned teacher versus like um, Quinta Bronson's, like, you know, she's like trying new stuff and trying to like always innovate. And just that dynamic is really great. Mm hmm. Yeah, everyone's dynamics are so good on that on that series. Uh, I have to catch. I don't. We stopped watching it. It's like we just sort of fell off. Yeah, it's e- it's easy to fall <laughs> and, off. And everyone everyone raves. Everyone raves. And I, oh, I have to I have to see if it's there. I do think uh, that wife of the show maybe got some PTSD uh, from watching it though. So I think that's also part of part of the situation. I was gonna say it might yeah. be a little close to home. It is very like every episode's like, oh no, we don't have funding for this. What imaginative, crazy way can we fix it? And then the next episode mm-hmm. is like, rut row, no funding for this either. <laughs> uh, I also do think in the lasting moments of our show, we do have to mention Dewey Finn from the musical yes. School of Rock. Uh, oh, I was like, also, I don't know who that is. Yeah, who plays Ned, Ned Schneebly. Yes. Um, who, you know, inspired many, many a young child to play insert rock musician here for quite some time. Uh, but of course, you know, Jack Black, Black is a powerhouse when he chooses to be so. And uh, oh, oh boy, did he crush that one. Yeah, he went, he really mothered on that one. Yeah. <laughs> and out. <laughs> he drove the mother plane into, just kidding. <laughs> Uh, the mothership. <laughs> um, okay, well, our hats off to Jack Black is what this episode boils down to. There we go. Um, we're, 
We'd like to thank Saskatoon's The Garys for letting us use their song Manitouna for our theme song. And we'd like to thank everyone here at CJTR and all of you at home for lending us your ears. We're broadcast Wednesdays at 6, Fridays at 3, and are available as a podcast on Spotify, Apple Play, and everywhere else podcasts are played. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, so give us a follow and have a good night. Bye. See ya. Bye.